0: Previously on Just Cow in the City. And that's the way it should be if you're paying $1,500 a year for something that comes for free for everyone else. Out of wedlock? An <gasps> in Instagram of you doing stand up comedy where you get no laughs. Just trying to enjoy my meal, watch TV, and they're like, I'm not, I'm bad, I'm not, I'm I'm No more 24 hour diners, those are through. Why should you have to travel to find guys? Ha-cha! Just got in the city. Everybody's here looking good and pretty. Been down, isn't it a pity? Trying to make things looking bright and chippy. All around, people seem crazy. Walking around trying not to be lazy. But at night, it's a different place. Making it work in your own space. Come on, come on, and dance all night. I'm here each week. It'll be alright. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out in the city. Cause it's just out. Everybody, and welcome to another episode of Just Cow in the City, November 2 2022 two edition. Yes, already November. We talk about it all the time. Oh, man, I ain't lying. It goes fast, really fast. We are in November. We're in it to win it towards the end of the year and finish this 2022. Which again I, I for some reason i 'm completely nervous about twenty twenty three it just doesn't sound right it just doesn't sound like a fun year i don 't know why I can 't describe it there's something in my head I just don't like those those odd years just don't sound right. Am I the only one that thinks that we'd like to know what's your opinion we'd like to know what's your opinion we'd like to know well hello, and it is uh, I'm, while i 'm recording this it's still October <laughs> It comes out a few days later, but it is kind of freezing in New York City. So I guess the fall is truly here. I think I needed my actual winter jacket, even though, I mean, it's in the 40s. And uh, tonight I'll be going to the Devils game for the first time in three years. I decided I was like, come on, let's do this. Let's, uh, I'm going to try and go like once a month, you know, uh, because uh, they, they keep asking, like the president of the team keeps asking me, when are you coming to a game? I'm like, I I don't know, you know, COVID. I mean, it's like, this isn't my cousin I'm talking about. This is like the president of the Devils, uh, you know, and the Sixers, I think. His name is Hugh Weber. He's like, when are you coming? What are you doing? How come I haven't seen you? You know, I don't know. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm trying to go. I'm going with my friend Chris Donahue tonight. I'm very excited. He's the perfect first choice to start it all up again. Uh, Again, trying to find people. That aren't going to make me look ridiculous. And it is a tough search, I guess is the word I'm looking for, to try and find the right folk. My goodness, it is difficult. My not my I can't say this about Chris Donahue, first of all, is the greatest guy, so he's the perfect choice. But so I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I keep telling you every week, I, I got to get new friends or something. Uh, I mean, the pro, you know, Chris lives in New Jersey, so I don't get to see him very often. But I wish I did. I wish we, I wish I lived closer. I like him. I like his. I like his whole fucking family. <laughs> it's the exact opposite of the way I feel about certain other people. But um, you know, we've had him and his son on the show. His son is a delight. His daughter's a delight. I think she's going to be a doctor. No, a physical therapist. It's kind of like a doctor. I mean. My friend Ron Ponchak uh, is a physical therapist, but he think he runs the entire medical facility, like the, the hospital up in Boston somewhere. Uh, you know, you, you do a very intense training like a doctor when you go for physical therapy. It just sounds like a, kind of a like being a chiropractor. You know, it sounds like a sham for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. But, you know, it's like, why don't you just be a doctor? But of course, I don't know the ins and outs of physical therapy. I don't even know what uh, what you need it for, and what who does it, or what it's for. Or, but I got a lot of friends that do it. They seem to like it. I guess that's the kind of stuff that you when you go to somebody you get into an accident, and they're there to take you You know, it's part of the rehab. I guess I just always uh, associated it with sports. But otherwise, I don't know. I think I might have needed it once. So I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. It's just kind of funny. You might as well just become a doctor. What if you go to like two more years of school and you become a doctor, right? Why not just become a doctor? I mean, what are you doing? Uh, you know everything that a doctor knows. You got to get the name in front of you. In fact, I told you, I'm going to have the kids. Uh, I decided I'm going to have the kids call me Dr. Just Gow instead of Professor Just Gow. I think that's better. And then you say, well, you can't do that. You're not a doctor. I'm like, who says I can't do it? I can tell those kids to call me whatever I feel like. I'm even gonna use my first name. I'm gonna tell them to call me Howard. Why not? And do whatever I want. Isn't this 1985? You can just scam everybody and nobody has any proof of anything, no? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Well, anyway, it really is a beautiful day in New York City. Oh, yesterday I got to see what is it pronounced? Foliage in New Jersey. It was quite delightful. But why don't we begin the way we like to, uh, just like we do Billy Joel A to Z. Let's begin at the beginning. Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. And start where I left you last week. Now, this is unbelievable. I mean, it's not unbelievable. There's nothing unbelievable about it. But here's the story. Oh, my God. I forgot I'm trying to think of the the, the song to the Brady Bunch about a lovely lady who, oh my God, I almost forgot, who was busy with three very lovely. Woo! Almost, wow, senior moment, folks. Jesus Christ, none of us forget that uh, the song to the Brady Bunch. Whoa, that was a close one. That was a close one. Uh, Anyway, after I left you, I went to my first doctor's appointment in three years. Like a first on-site doctor's appointment. Now, as we have spoken about, this is <laughs> this fucking scam of a concierge fucking service. You know, it's at the same doctor's office I've been going to all this time with the smallest rooms you've ever seen. You know, this is the the issue with going to a doctor in New York City. Everything's tiny. He told me they're getting new offices, but I mean, gee, I thought I thought it would be. You know, paying all this money, I thought you get like, a state of the art facility. No, it's just, it's like, it's smaller. I, everything about it is smaller than my apartment. It's smaller than my, my kitchen or my bath. It's about the size of my bathroom where I'm sitting there, you know, seeing this guy. I mean, it was great to see him. I got to talk about everything. And then I realized, you know, he's really not that great a doctor. <laughs> he said, like, Yeah, you're fine. I don't know. It's just nice to talk to somebody about everything, somebody you know, whatever. But, you know, I I got there and I certainly got the appointment on time, which is of course one, you know, you got to have the on-time appointment. And I guess I was there 15 minutes early and they took me right in. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely on time. But then you're waiting in the doctor's office. <laughs> they might take you in from the waiting room, but I still sat in that doctor's office for about 20 minutes to a half hour waiting for the doctor. So, again, where the cost of the $3500 is I don't know, Uh, but they, you know, they took my tests that they take a hundred times. I'm like, you know, I'd really like to check for that uh, aortic uh, thing that John Ritter died of because, you know, I'm part of that kind of that organization. Uh, I do work for them. Sometimes I work with them. I work with the people, you know, I'm friends with Amy Yazbek, who, by the way, is going to be on the show this Tuesday. And let's go back a second. This past Tuesday, as you know, the show was canceled. I got to say, my comedy life is just dying. You know, it just gets worse and worse. I know it'll pick up again someday, but I'm not looking for it to pick up. It's just I'm getting more and more depressed of how out of the business I am because then, you know, you have this thing. I got this great guest coming. Second time I've had to cancel with him, and it's not, it's not anybody's fault. I mean, it is somebody's fault, but it's, you know, it's not... Minor Dino's fault, the, you know. I find out Tuesday, Mike is still in Dallas. You know, we're it, it, well. Even if we did it online, we'd have to cancel. He just—I knew he wasn't going to be in, but you know, I'm planning this stuff at the place, and I'm like, why am I even going down there anymore? I don't even want to be part of the comedy cellar. I—I I, I don't know if you heard what happened, uh, at least today or last night. Chris Red, you might know uh, from Saturday Night Live, very funny guy. He's at the cellar a lot. He got punched in the face last night at the Comedy Cellar outside, you know, where everything happens around 930 p.m. Certainly a time I'm normally down there, but uh, it wasn't just like a typical New York City thing. Uh, people believe it was a targeted attack by two thugs because he's dating the girl that Keenan Thompson used to be married to something like that. I just can't imagine Keenan Thompson sending out two goons to punch out uh, Chris Redd it just, in his the, the way Keenan seems. And he must be a great guy. You don't end up on Saturday night. Well, you know, now that I think about it, Darryl Hammond's not a great guy, and he was on for like nine seasons. But Kevin Nealon is a great guy, and he was on for nine. You know, it's hard to say. But let's assume Keenan Thompson's kind of a great guy. Everybody seems to like him. I just can't see him sending out two thugs to teach somebody a lesson. Do you? What's your opinion? We'd like to know. You know, so again, I at first i so I'm like, see, this is why I'm not down there. But again, I don't think it had anything. I mean, I, we think it was. That's what they're saying, that it's, you know, just they were looking for Chris Red. Not that, um, you know, it's just a random attack. Because I don't know why that actually doesn't happen down there more often. It's such a terrifying area, you know, now in this day and age we live here in Manhattan where everybody's getting thrown on subway tracks and now I'm taking the subway again and I'm a nervous Nelly all the time at this point. But at least, you know, you just got to be more aware now when I'm walking home. I'm a little nervous. I walk past people and I didn't used to be nervous. Now I'm nervous about anybody. Anybody wearing a hoodie. I panic because every single crime, when they have a picture, the person's wearing a hoodie. So I'm not actually sure why the police don't just arrest anyone with a hoodie, it seems like they seem to cause the most trouble. Whenever I see a hoodie, I get nervous. Why are you wearing that hoodie? What are you doing under there? Now, I also understand the purpose of the hoodie sometimes when you wear it because you just want to be unnoticed and you just want to walk through and not be you know noticed. But it really, I mean, have you ever seen any recent criminal photo where the person, whatever they are, is not in a hoodie? I mean, every single time really fucked up and uh just start arresting people with hoodies that's the what i'd do you want to clean up this city that's the first thing i'd do hey what do you th- take off that hat why Cause, yeah because you look suspicious anyway uh that all being said i think and i'm not positive but i think that all this is over this girl that i think our uh, friend kate is going to, i think it's her birthday today and i think she's going to her birthday party if i have that Right, I think it's Evangelist or something like that. Um, so, boy, that's uh, some current events that uh, Kate will be attending this evening. I, I just—I don't know why I know that. I just do, but I think it's the same person. She said she's a very famous actress. I'm like, well, I never heard of her, and now I've heard of her multiple times, and unfortunately, in the bad part of the paper. If that's who I'm talking about, anyway, back to the doctor. Speaking of The Doctor, I actually watched Doctor Who. I'm all over the place today. I watched the first episode of the new Doctor Who. I, I hadn't been, had been watching. I hadn't been enjoying it that much. Uh, but The Doctor regenerated, spoiler alert, into David Tennant, one of the most popular doctors. And everybody was excited. So when I saw that in the paper, I'm like, well, you know what? Let me check it out. And it wasn't a bad episode. Actually, it was a really good episode. And I just, uh, I don't know. I'd lost, uh, I felt like it lost its way. And I wasn't enjoying it. It was a little slow, but I, mm, yeah, it's not bad. You know, once they had a chick doctor, I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. Right? I wasn't a big Doctor Who fan growing up. I only started when Matt Smith was in it, because that was great. If you ever see any of the episodes with Matt Smith and that really pretty, with that redheaded girl that's into Jumanji uh, stuff, Karen something or other, those... Doctor Who episodes are really good. Like, I didn't know what he did or anything about him. I wasn't like a nerd from the 80s. I mean, I was a nerd from but in a different way. And we watched these Matt Smith uh, ones. They were really excellent. A lot of fun. He was a very good doctor. And like I said, uh, one time we were at Sarah's party, and him and I think Karen were there, and me and my friend Rob were afraid, who directed I think the Lego movie, were too high to go say hello to him too nervous uh you know it's just too much sometimes you got to be in the right frame of mind try and be cool but it's very difficult anyway uh yeah so I'm at the doctor right so so yeah so so the point is that Amy Yazbek is going to be on the Tuesday show tonight I asked her to come on this time of the year for 15 minutes and talk about the John Ritter you know association and. You know, make sure there is awareness to this. I'm trying to get aware, but then the doctor didn't give me any whatever tests I need to make sure that that's going to be okay. I'd like to get an x-ray test. What am I getting for this money? I mean, I know it's just a regular physical, but they don't do really good physicals there. And maybe they just don't do really good physicals in New York City because they just don't have the space or the room or the technology. It's funny that you could probably get a better physical anywhere else in the country when everybody says, oh, New York has the best doctors. Well, I'm not so sure. Kind of like, oh, New York has the best Chinese food. Well, you'd be wrong about that. Because I've had better Chinese food everywhere in the world. And I've mentioned this on the show before. I've had better Chinese food than I've had in New York City, in Montreal, Los Angeles, and London. I have had better Chinese food. So that's just an example. I do believe New York does have the best pizza, no matter how you like it. I've tried pizza elsewhere, and its it makes me sick. So... I will stand by that. But other than that, and I guess they have good bagels, I guess. I guess we, we still have the Who the fuck gives a shit? Because <laughs> there was a place in Jersey where I grew up that had better than New York. <laughs> so they say. Where the hell was I? I am so all over the place. Right. So I want to get that check. He didn't check that. And I just want some new checking, you know, of stuff. I mean, because I'm assuming, uh, you know, I must be. Completely clogged up. I mean, how do you check your arteries? How do you check all that stuff? There's gotta be one some test somewhere that checks for all that kind of stuff. The stuff that you're not expecting, the preliminary stuff. You know, you wanna you know, let's stop it before it gets crazy. Well, you know, we know he does the finger up the ass, everybody's favorite. Boy, was I nervous about that because I had also listened to Howard Stern. apparently he listened to Howard Stern when Howard the day before was saying you don't need the finger up your ass anymore, there's another way to check, but the guy who told him that even Howard said it was like, he didn't know what he was t- He went to his doctor and he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? So I got the finger in the ass. Oh man, it was re- he said I had the prostate of a 13 year old boy. Now why he would, no, I'm kidding. I, I guess everything. Well, that's, so that's the funny thing, right? I took all the tests, the urine, the blood, um, <laughs> you know, the joke, I need your urine, your blood, your stool and what's, Oh, and your sperm. So I just gave him my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic. I guess I tell it every year, but it's been three years since I had a physical. So <laughs> I said, "Well, f- we don't need testing. Doc. I'll just give him underwear." <laughs> Still a goddamn classic. All right. Well, so he's like, "Well, I'll call you with the uh, the results." I haven't heard from the guy. It's been a week now. I think we're all under the impression, and, and we're all we all know. No news is good news. When you don't hear from your doctor, there's usually absolutely no reason to make a call and you don't have to worry about it. Clearly, my blood levels must be okay. Even though I went off that thyroid medication, clearly my urine must be uh, as good as a 13-year-old boy. (laughs) So everything must be okay. It's been a goddamn exact fucking week, right? A week with no response. All I'm saying is you're doing this uh, concierge thing, $3,500 extra a year that no one else is paying all because I want to see this one dude, and you would think, even if nothing's wrong, I would get an email the next day, or at least in two, about uh, my results, and just something to say, don't worry about anything. I mean, quite frankly, if he was to call and say, I'm a little worried about this, anytime after this being over a week, again, I'd have to say, what is the purpose of this concierge service? Everything should, you you got to get your results in a different manner than everyone else because that's what you're paying for. So this is all, I mean, we know it's a scam. We know it is, but there's nothing I can do. I want to see this guy. It sounded gay coming out of my mouth um i'm just really into this guy <laughs> but anyway that's all i'm saying but everything was fine i even took my uh, picture in the robe which apparently i put on the wrong way the uh hot girl came in and said you have it on the wrong way i'm like you know um i thought you'd prefer it this way because uh, everything is easy access i'm uh you know everybody looks stupid in that robe i look like uh, jerry seinfeld's father in that road, it's off on that road. The good news is when they actually weighed me on the scale, I was under 200 pounds. So I guess I was 200 pounds at my mom's house with my shoes on and everything. So I still haven't reached exactly 200, which means I can totally go to town tonight at the Devils games. Obviously, I still have one more pound I um, until I have to panic. So <laughs> not a problem. Plus, also when I was going there, I didn't have my usual you know, good underwear, because the cleaning lady came on Friday instead of Thursday, so I didn't have my laundry, so I had to use my, you know, not old, on. I mean, it's clean, it's just not the kind that I like, and I was, like, really uptight about it, (laughs) like, it's, I mean, it's fine, it's perfect, it's not disgusting or anything, it's just, like, I I like using my Tommy John ones, and I have to put those in the wash, because I need them, you know, for the next week, so I was, like, really panicked, and I was just dressed so, you know, you know, when it's laundry day, you just dress so stupid. And I was just like, well, nothing's happening today. So, I mean, I know I'm going to go out for lunch, but, you know, big deal. I'm just like just a little shabby. You know, that's the way I feel. Even though I'm in the doctor's office, I, I kind of want to look good for the ladies that work at the doctor's office. Cause it's the way a girl thinks, you know, what are you going to do? It's, it's, it's laundry day, so there's nothing you can do. So I was talking to him, and I'm like, you know, I want to see the the dermatologist again that's in this place. I hadn't seen her in a long time. She's really pretty, and I like her, and I want to talk about the stuff on my face I don't like. He goes, oh, she goes, he goes, yeah, she can remove all that. I'm like, well, that's terrific. So I go to make an appointment, and the lady's like, well, why don't you just do it? Um, She'll be here in an hour. And I'm like, really? Well, that's terrific. I'll wait around. So I wait around an hour, and then um, they send me in, and I'm like, this isn't, I look at the lady, I'm like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, what are you? I'm Dr. Such and Such. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? My wallet, where's my wallet? Somebody stole my wallet. I'm like, I'm really, I'm like Seinfeld's dad. The bum stole my wallet. <laughs> my wallet's gone. My wallet's <laughs> gone. <laughs> I have my wallet in my back pocket. It's gone. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. I wanted to get my x-ray. Somebody takes my wallet. Is that the operation here? Mr. Seinfeld, I'm Dr. Denbro. I've been going over your x-rays. I'm not interested in the x-rays. I want my money back. Somebody stole my wallet. I had $225 in there. Well, I don't see how something like that could have happened. Oh, you don't see. You don't see. <laughs> the lady just fucked up. I was like, well, I don't understand. How did you mess that up? I pointed to the woman I was looking for. And she's like, oh, I can't see what you're pointing to on the other side. I'm like, well, why didn't you ask? What the fuck kind of place is this, you dumb twat? I was so angry because she made me wait. And then she really didn't apologize enough for making me wait around. I was pretty upset about it, but I also had to kill time because my cleaning lady was coming at 3.30 this time. So I was definitely going to meet my friend Vincent for lunch. I'm like, that'll kill some time. And then I'll walk home from the West Village and then that'll kill lots of time and I'll either be home at five or six or something and she'll definitely be gone by then. So I went down to visit and all I wanted to do was go to the Corner Bistro, which Vincent lives right next door. I just want to go to the Corner Bistro. You look this place up. I think I told you about it before. They're known for their burgers, you know, and stuff. And I don't go to a place usually where I have a burger. So I was like, I'm really into the corner bistro today. Have a couple of beers and a burger. That sounds great. You know, I just got all my, I don't have to worry. I got the blood. You know, even the night before when I knew I was having blood. Yes, I did have coffee, uh, but I didn't have a donut uh, <laughs> before taking blood. They, they, didn't, they didn't say anything. She's like, did you have anything for breakfast?" burger? I'm like, I had some coffee. Like, why'd you have coffee before you? I'm like, well, you didn't say anything. I don't know. I wanted coffee. What do you want me to tell you? Oh, I know why I had that coffee, because I had to do the podcast. I'm like, I'm not doing the podcast without coffee. That's, that, that's, uh, that's the best tradition that there is. So I'm like, well, I could, now I can do whatever the doctor's appointment's over. So he goes, well, I don't want to go to that place. I want to go to the place across the street from me that just opened. It's, it's this Italian place that's supposed to be old-fashioned Italian. And I'm like, oh, okay. I just figured I'll go wherever he says to go. But I was very disappointed. You know, I had Corner Bistro in my mind. But whatever he wants to do. And he goes, yeah, I sell the wine there. You know, he sells wine to these places, right? So I meet him, and this place is called Arthur and Sons. It is brand new. It's in a very hot location in the village, uh, like right off of Jane Street and, like, 4th Street. It's very, you know, real nice, and it's in, like, this corner. Uh, but the restaurant is, like, weird-looking in the sense that it just doesn't look fancy and that it's going to be the big. But Vincent goes... No, this we got to go here because the chef was just written up in the Times. It's the big new place. He was just on Rachel Ray. Everybody's talking about this place. I'm like, oh, well, then I would love to go to this because I do a podcast where I review restaurants, <laughs> which, I, of course, I don't. But you know what I'm saying, because technically we do. So we go there. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, mind you, and there's a line outside. And he's like, oh, fuck that. And I'm like disappointed, but then I'm like not because like, well, I want to go to the corner bistro. But I'm definitely disappointed because I wanted to tell you guys about it. So we go across the street to this wine store, which he also sells wine to. We're in there for a little bit, talking to the guys, the owners and stuff. And then after we're finished, the line has come down. I'm like, let's try again. Let's go in. You know, the guys there. So we go in and he does know the guys and they immediately seed us. But the thing is, uh, so there were two really hot girls that had just gotten out of an Uber and walked in like it's. Full of hot girls because it's new and it just got written up, so it's you know the Paris Hiltons, the Cordette, they all want to go to this place, so they're like, the, so the the uh, what do you call it? the hostess there was like, well I could put you here or I could put you in there, and both Vincent and I look at each other and Vincent's the man, you know he's. He's good looking and been around. But we both got intimidated by they wanted to sit us next to the two hot girls. We're like, are oh, we'll sit on the other side. <laughs> we started to panic. And uh, we both looked at each other. Um, I think the other room would be fine. But the other room was better because it was sunny and it was nice in there, which isn't normal restaurant fodder. The other side is a little bit more, I guess, eclectic, you might say. I don't know. It's not that big of a restaurant. But we sat down and I got kind of excited about it, right? We're sitting there, and everybody's coming over to talk to Vincent because he's the man, and they all know him. So we're looking at the menu. First of all, the prices are sick. I mean, sick. Chicken parm, $35, or was it $38? And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? But don't panic. It was family style. We weren't told that. He didn't know that, so that made a heck of a lot of sense. We didn't know. We didn't know. We're just like, oh, my God, everything's so pricey. This is ridiculous. We, we, we're looking at the wine list, and then the wine list is out of control. $81 was the cheapest wine, a bottle. We could get a bottle, right? We got to have wine because I'm with you know, my friend Vince. He's a sommelier, and um, we got to have wine. But he goes, do, do you know this bottle? I just sold this bottle over to that store. I'm going to go get it. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm going to go over to the store. I'm going to tell them that I'm getting a bottle from that store, and I'll bring my own bottle. Now, he's the only guy that can do this, right? Normally, that's not allowed unless it's a bring-your-own-whatever place. So he goes across the street, and I got pictures of the whole, how close this place is. If you're on the bonus show, I got, you know, if you, you join Patreon, it, it, I got pictures of how close the liquor store is to the restaurant. You can see it from where I'm sitting. So he goes over there, he gets a bottle of wine that's the exact same wine that's on the menu for $81. He gets it for $7. Yeah what is that a 300% markup I know I don't have my figures right but oh my god I'm like what when he told me that he's like you know how much this is worth seven bucks he went over to that store bought a seven dollar bottle of wine which was what they were charging 81 bucks I'm not calling out this place we know all restaurants do that but boy that was some sweet magic right especially for me right I I mean I don't know I I mean shit (laughs) Uh, maybe I gotta be friends with these guys so I can do that with if I bring a girl in there or something like that. Uh or we could bring our own wine. <laughs> oh boy, that what did that save us? It saved us like a hundred dollars right there? So and the wine was great. And I got a picture of everything. So then uh this the bread comes out first and they've got the garlic and stuff. I took a picture. It was deli- it was the most delicious like bread dipping garlic or an oil stuff I've ever had. Completely flavorful, full of like garlic cloves, but it was, it was. I've never, I know, I'm not a bread person, bread and oil person. And this was fantastic. I like wanted them to bring more bread, but we knew we were eating. I I got the baked clams. He got an eggplant tower, which I do not like. It looks gross. It sounds gross. Everything about, well, it looks okay. I saw them bring it. Out. I said, I'm not interested in that. And he got that. And then I tried it, it was goddamn delicious, I gotta say. I got the baked clams, and they were the best baked clams I'd ever had. It it was unbelievable. I mean, really, I I love baked clams, and these were really fantastic. I don't know how to explain it any better. I don't know what made them great. They just really were really good. And then it's funny, because we got the chicken parm, I got a picture, and it looked delicious, but it wasn't that great. It wasn't the best I've ever had. It was just okay. And we shared that because, you know, what turned out it was family style, which is perfect. Because then you're okay with $35. Because then, you know, it's like 15 bucks a piece, 17, that's normal. So it's okay. You know, we were, we were fine. And then the, uh, we decided to get, well, I decided to get dessert because they had mini cannolis and I'm like, well, those look delicious. Again, I got pictures of everything. You'll love it. They bring out the mini cannolis, absolutely phenomenal, really great. Uh, Maybe they had six. I might have had four. I definitely wasn't having six. I knew I wasn't going to have six. I thought he was going to – he might have had one. I think I had four. So maybe there was – more. well, whatever. I had a cappuccino, and I just couldn't have been happier, and I'm like, this is is great. Like I said, the people were really nice, and it was a really good time. And the funny thing is, is when we were walking out, all these hot girls were coming in – to apply for jobs. So that is when I know, wow, we were at a really hot spot. Not only were hot girls coming to eat here, because that of course is a sign of a place that's on the rise, but hot girls were coming to apply to work there, whether as hostesses or bartenders. It was really funny. We saw the whole process, I guess, because it was only five 30 at night. I mean, like I said, there was a line out the door at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday. Yeah, it was quite phenomenal and I could see where it would be popular, but you know why? What's so great about this place? I don't well, like I said, the bake labs were really good. But it's fun, I guess, you know, I gotta try something else. I really didn't want the chicken parm. I was gonna go with something else, but I think that was like did I go by just price? I can't remember. I don't remember if I was just going by like, well, that seems like the most one I know. I don't know. The table next to us was having a whole bunch of different stuff and it looked really good. I'm sure it's all delicious. But it's like kind of funny because it's not, it's not like it's like a, like a fun place or anything. But these this happens in New York City or with anywhere. You know, the the new restaurant comes to town and everybody wants in. Meanwhile, with those charges, the prices they're charging on the wine. I was asking like, what is their rent? Do you think? And He's like, I don't know, but let's like I'm figuring maybe it's twenty thousand dollars. Then he said, I think it's an extra fifteen for the other a section of the bar. I think they combined two places. So let's say their rent is about 40,000. And Vincent told me that they took in about $20,000 worth of business in one day, which means in two days they pay their rent. So the place is making money, which is rare for a restaurant in the city. It's very difficult to make you know money in the city because the rents are so high. But this place right now is on top of its game, Arthur and Sons. Uh, look it up. And then you'll see. They'll see that it's not like a classy joint. Uh, you know, it looks, like a, it looks like that place in Staten Island. I go to like a pizza place. And like I said, the food's not great, but it's New York City, and things are just built up to another level. And if you want to be in a place called Eat, <laughs> that seems to be the thing because it was written up somewhere and the chef gets a good review, then it becomes the thing. So that just goes to show you, it doesn't matter about your location, your surroundings, any of that stuff. You got a place, you got a write-up, you're good to go in New York City. And then I just walked home completely content on a beautiful day. It was fantastic. It was a lovely Friday, and then I never left the house again. When I came home Why would I? My house was nice and clean I didn't want to do anything It was a little chilly I, would, I think it started to rain all weekend I was like Why am I going out? Who am I trying to impress? stuff is great But it's like a lamp. So a tell me Tell me Where have you been? I haven't seen you I haven't even You haven't even called or anything Where have you been? Mom, well, no, I've been working nights and? and? Well, tonight we were out late We took a ride on the Out to the country And we hit one of those deers That's where the blood came from I tell you Jimmy told you before, I want not say. Anyway, you no, know, it reminds me, Ma, I need this knife. I'm going to take this, it's okay? Okay, yeah. just need for bring a Bring it while. back, though, you know. Well, the poor thing, you know, we got... They hit him in his... Uh, we hit the deer in his paw. What do you call it? The paw. The, the paw. paw the... the hoof. The hoof got caught in the grill. Oh. I got I to gotta hack it off. Ooh. On, Ma, it's a sin. You're going to leave it there, you know. So Anyway, I'll, I'll bring your knife back if they do anyway Anyway. Delicious. Delicious. Thank you. So then finally on Monday, you know, I go to work and I'm like, uh, well, now I don't have to go to the bar anymore, you know, because uh, Lindsay's not working there anymore. But I, you know, I haven't had wings in a long time. I'm going to go. So I made plans with Kate and Lara to meet at Scruffy Duffy's. I went home first. I took the bus home. I don't think I took a nap. No, I just changed my clothes. And then I went out, and I walked to the restaurant. That's right. I walked to the restaurant. walked all the way over to Hell's Kitchen. And I was excited, but also nervous because I get nervous hanging out with the two of them because they shouldn't ever be together. Not not for, like, that they hate each other. I think they got along really well, but they're just two different personalities. And I just was not happy there. And it's probably Kate that was, you know, she's mean and nasty, but obviously, you know, I keep hanging out with the pretty... Uh, so, but it was just it. There was something wrong. I mean, the wings were delicious as always. I got a picture of us, and of course the wings. And you know what the problem was? I like, when I go with her, she, you know, the thing about kids, I, I, I want to hang out with her because I, I can't believe I found a pretty girl that loves talking about gambling and sports. So that's where I get confused. She, I mean, I never thought that would be a case where I got to talk to a girl about gambling. In fact in the 90s when I was working for the bookie at the actual place um, over, what was the name of that place that just closed, that steak place? Uh, Ah, ah, the place that just closed in the East Village. And we did a whole thing on it on the Tuesday show, Sammy's Romanian. And I was working, you know, in this illegal place at this disgusting little place over this uh, restaurant. And there was a, I I think I might have told you, there was a girl bookie there that used to date the head guy, she was really pretty. And we used to go out, like really go out, like almost like a boyfriend and girlfriend, but we went out a lot. And we liked each other. But she was, you know, in, a little insane, but I, I like that. But that's so then I always thought, boy, this is my dream come true. You know, she worked at the bookie's office. This really pretty girl worked. So I figured I could talk to her about sports and gambling, but she hated it all. She only worked there because her boyfriend got her into that and, you know, it was pretty good money. Uh, but she hated talking about sports and gambling. And I'm like, damn it. Who can I? T-? You know, it's very rare to be. First of all, I usually don't like to talk about it to anybody because it was embarrassing. But now that, you know, and, and if you've read my article on the AARP, the Arrow online, I mean, it's just it's 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 all over the place. So you could talk to everybody about it. And that's why oh, this girl wouldn't exist. Kate, if if online gambling wasn't a thing, she's like, actually, there was a girl that looked exactly like her. Now that I think about it, also a model, McGuire, that was her name. And she got into gambling, but she got nervous the day they, they thought uh, she thought they were going to beat her up. And I'm like, they're not going to beat you up. And I remember thinking how fun it was talking about gambling with her because she was really pretty. And it's just so, it's not normal, but now it is because it's so easy to do. But she's too obsessed. I'm not like that. I, I mean, I yes, I'm like that at Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, because I always, you know, that's why I go home crying. But that's a whole other thing. But she's obsessed where she needs to, like, really concentrate in the game. And that's no fun to be with somebody with. And me, the, what I, my perfect Monday Night Football regimen is going to the bar, having two beers before the meal, like getting there at 7, ordering at 8 o'clock, the food comes while the game is going on. I've already had two beers. I ordered another beer with dinner, and then I go home at half. And she's always like, why are you leaving at the half? And I'm like, shit, I don't want to stay. And then I had another beer, and I just wasn't happy. And then we left, and then we, we, me and Lauren, we walked her to the subway, and then she started talking. And she's like, oh, I want to tell you all this stuff. I'm like, you couldn't talk about this while we were sitting there for four hours? Now you want to talk? Now I'm ready to leave. And now I'm starting to panic that it's late and I got to go to work. So it doesn't want to worry. And then it started to rain. And I'm like, you know, you're in this place where you're like, how do I get home now? It's going to be impossible to find a cab. There's no subway. It's like, I guess I got to walk through the rain. This, I mean, it just was really not working. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm just, I'd rather go by myself. It just wasn't working. I can't explain why. And when I got home, Uh, I think I went right to bed. So I slept for four hours. I got up. I went to work, and I just wasn't feeling right. Maybe I was hungover. I don't know. But it's the first time I got a Starbucks at work and didn't rely on the coffee in the cafeteria or anything. I'm like, I just want a Starbucks. I don't want any more food. I didn't go for breakfast. I completely got out of my routine, which was probably best to break it so maybe I don't have to get breakfast every day because you know it's killing me. And I just had a Starbucks and waited for lunch. And it was at lunch that I found out that Mike was stuck in Dallas. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, the plane was supposed to get at 11 in the morning. And, you know, it's like, but he should have told me he was flying into LaGuardia because LaGuardia sucks. And you can never rely on that place. This was at one. Right. I was at the cafeteria at one o'clock or one thirty. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Are you still in Dallas? Because I go, did you get all the stuff I sent you that I spent forty eight hours preparing for our guest? He's like, yeah, I got it. I just, uh, you know, I haven't opened it. Open to you. I'm like, why not? He goes, uh, well, I'm still on a plane. And I'm like, wait, I don't understand. Wait, at one thirty in the afternoon, when the show starts at six, he's still in Dallas and hasn't taken off yet. And I'm like, wait. A minute. And then I had to look up how long is the flight from Dallas to New York. Three and a half hours. Now, he still hadn't taken off yet. Because he's like, no, I'll be there by 7. I'm like, how are you going to be here by 6? How the You haven't even taken off yet. You're still, I mean, are you even sitting in the plane? He goes, no, no, we're sitting in the plane. We're waiting to take off. I'm like, I guess that's something. But no, when you figure it out, let's say the plane takes off at 2. He's not going to be there until 5.30. I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Just say you can't, it's got to be canceled. And I can't do it if he's not there. He's the producer. He has all the links and the numbers and all that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe I could, but I couldn't. I already had to cancel Dino. I'm just like, why are we even You're not even going to be home to your place in Harlem by six o'clock. So and it turned out he didn't even get home until eight or nine o'clock. It was so obvious. But it really like was disturbing. And yet in a way I was glad I didn't have to go to the cellar because I'm just sick of going there. That's why next, next week, even though he's going to be in town. I'm going to do it from home. I'm fed up. I don't like going there. I, just, I was nervous about drinking and stuff. After I, I mean, I'm a mess. I'm a real mess. I'm like, I don't know. I'm very confused right now in my life. And sometimes, you know, but like everybody, you just go through phases. I don't know what's going to happen. But I was just like, I'm not, I'm, you know what? I'm glad I'm going home. And I think, what did I do that day? I think that I walked, I think I walked home. Yeah, no, I walked home. I walked home. Right, I walked, and I was, and it was humid. And I was like, oh, my God. So, I, again, I made it to 26. I'm like, I got to get a bike. And I had to go this way and that way to get one because I was like, done. My back was hurting. Like, I just wasn't, I guess I wasn't ready for the walk again. I don't know. I was also carrying the computer. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't even carrying the computer. Right, if I was carrying the computer, then it would have been even worse. No, I left the computer at the office. I don't know. But the point is, on Tuesday, I think that's what was making me nervous Was that I thought I was going to go out after with Dino, which of course I would want to do and buy him a couple of drinks. Thanks for doing the show. You know, the usual I used to do for all my podcast guests. But I also knew that I was going to work at 7 o'clock in the morning the next day, right? That I knew I was waking up at 4.30 in the morning the next day because I had a dentist appointment and I got to leave at 3. So I'm like, let me work 7 to 3. For some reason, I thought that was better so I could still go to lunch. (laughs) Such a fucking weirdo. I don't want to miss lunch with the girls but i'm like well you know it'd be fun going seven to three i mean that's insane who goes to work at seven in the morning what the fuck so i woke up so i did everything an hour early i woke up at 4 30 i did my whatever routine that is watch a little tv and did my push-ups and and then went out and then i took the bike now there was pitch black it's weird and i'm like. Oh my God! It's pitch black. It's hard to see. There's so much activity. Go, and or there's not. But I'm like, I go home in pitch black all the time at two in the morning. What am I uptight about? But I was. There was something about it being pitch black in the morning, going to work, which wasn't right. And of course, I guess that's going to continue to happen once the clocks change back or something. So the whole ride was dark. I left at six o'clock in the morning. The whole ride was dark all the way down to the ferry and it was terrifying and it was foggy and it was dark and i was like i, I don't think i can see straight like I, I definitely need glasses i was like really uptight but it was also exciting i parked the bike it's still pitch black outside because <laughs> it's about 6 40 still pitch black outside and i'm like walking around i'm like well i got i don't want to go in for 10 minutes it was dark the whole time. I went to the I went into the place. It's still dark, and and, and it's you know there's no windows in the place. So I'm like, wait, my boss comes in at eight. and I'm like, is it still dark out? <laughs> like, it's, I'm like, well, how can it be dark at eight o'clock in the morning? Of course, it's not dark at eight o'clock in the morning. But it feels like it, it was just dark the whole day. You know, it's really and that's stuff that happen. You know, I mean, thank God I go to work at eight and not seven because. Oh, I guess I'd be out before it got dark, but it is so weird when you go to work in the dark and then you come out in the dark during those times of the years where it gets dark at 4.40. So insane. No wonder people get crazy. But that's not going to happen to me because I leave at 4. I'm going to see daylight and daylight. So why don't you shut up until they don't change the clocks back then? I don't know what happens. What does it do? Get Then it doesn't get light until 8 o'clock, I guess. If we let it go, I don't know. But that was why, uh, then I went I went to the dentist. I, so I gave the, uh, I, I remember I bought my dentist and the hygienist uh, shirts from Ireland. They were very excited. Then he was actually telling me about one of his patients. You know, he's got a lot of movie star patients and TV and, you know, Howard Stern and stuff. And he doesn't usually talk about them, but he wanted to talk about this one girl. It was um, interesting. Yeah, I guess, you know. And Dave Juskow, obviously. Oh, you know, I got a patient. He's a very big comedian. Dave Jessica, just uh, open for Jim Gaffney. So then I'm like, well, thank God the week is over for me. (laughs) And then after the dentist, you know, I don't like, I always have soup. But I was watching this um, Free Guy movie. I don't know if you've seen it with Ryan Reynolds, I think. And I was like, this looks good. You know, I kept passing and I'm like, this looks good. I heard good things about it. It's not that good. It's just not. It, the concept is interesting, but it, uh, you know, watching for an hour, turned it off in the sense of I'm like, well, I'll, I'll pick it back. This one I'll pick back up. I do want to see how it ends. But it wasn't very good. It wasn't, I guess it wasn't what I wanted it to be. It was just okay. Uh, I don't know what was bothering me about it. What's your opinion? We'd like to know. What's your opinion? We'd like to know. Free Guy will continue in a moment. Meanwhile, also that night, my sister called me. She had just seen the Broadway show, possibly still in previews of Almost Famous, based on the Cameron Crowe movie with Kate Hudson. And she called me, you know, because when she calls before 11, you know, she goes to bed at 10. I'm like, oh my God, somebody died. She's like, no, I got to tell you about the show. It sucks. She said it sucked. She said the kid that, you know, plays the lead kid, isn't a Broadway star. She's like, he's just not good, not special. And the lead needs to be special. You know, you never, the problem is we've been spoiled by dear Evan Hansen and having a kid who is special. And so now everything pales in comparison, but she said the music wasn't good. I didn't get that seventies feel to it. Everything was bad about it. And it's funny. Cause that was the show I had said to Jeff, I'm like, maybe we should see this. I'm glad we didn't, Then we wanted to see Funny Girl, but those tickets were $800. That's the review from my sister, who, you know, likes what I like, and almost famous. She tries to see a lot of shows, and she gets to see more than I do, because she has some more money, but actually, her friend got her the tickets for this one, so obviously, if somebody calls me and says, do you want to go, I would have gone. Almost famous, and I just watched a little bit of it this morning. I never liked the movie. I've never seen it in its entirety. I see it in pieces because I am bored to death by it. Bored to death. And sometimes I only watch it because I do find Kate Hudson pretty, but she is a very bad actress. So she's not really interesting, but she's pretty. So I don't know. I've seen it multiple times, I guess, but like just never does the whole thing because it just didn't speak to me. So I... I, (laughs) What's your opinion? (laughs) We'd like to know. I mean, we'd be curious. What's your opinion? We'd like to know. Good day, everyone. My name is Mr. Vargas. Look, I'm a little slow today. I just switched to Sanka, so have a heart. On on Thursday, I had to go to Montclair State University and fill out in person my employment stuff because it's really happening i mean again i know it is you know it is but it really feels like at the every week there's gonna be like hey dude you know it's not gonna work out you know all this stuff i mean we still people still have to register for it so but right now everything's going according to plan i'm getting the thing they're like welcome to the i guess communications department or something and you know so i had to go in person give my passport all this kind of stuff so i'm like so i told my nephew i'm like or i told the guy who's you know, kind of set this all up for me and my nephew that I was going to be on campus. I'm like, you know, do you guys want to have lunch or something? So the one guy who's setting this up for me, his name's also David. He's in charge of people like me. He's like, I can't have lunch, but, you know, maybe you can meet me uh, between, I got to leave by noon. So I made this appointment for 10 a.m., which I totally would have made later if I knew he wasn't going to be on campus. When I called him, I was there. He's like, oh, I'm not on campus today. I'm Zooming. I'm like, thanks a lot. But that's all right. But I told my nephew I was coming. I was like, we could have lunch. And he's like, oh, my God, I would love that. And I was so thrilled. Like, he was really enthusiastic about it. You know, not like, oh, like the way I would be when somebody came to town. So he seemed really excited. So I was excited that he was excited. Because you know how it is with, like, nephews and grandparents, like, grandkids, whatever. You know, you're just like, oh, I got to do this. You, you just, you know, so to have a, an enthusiastic, oh, man, that'll be awesome. <laughs> I couldn't have been happier. I'm so used to Dory, like, oh, I guess that'll be all right. <laughs> So, you know, I got my car. I took my car there. I was going to take the train, but I I took the car because I wanted to take Billy out. And I had to get there by 10 o'clock. And let me tell you something, folks. And I took pictures. The foliage, as I was talking about at the beginning, was unbelievable. This is just in New Jersey, right out of the city. It was so noticeable. It was beautiful. I, You know, I don't really get to see any of that living here. People talk about Vermont and all those beautiful places in New England. Well, this was lovely. I mean, really, I, I mean... Just on Route 3, heading to Montclair, I took a picture. Of my, I almost got into an accident taking a picture. I'm like, look how beautiful it is here in this traffic. And then when you're in this like, parking lot on this uh, high hill, you can really see it. I just hope, as usual, my camera was able to capture this unbelievable view from this campus. So that was fun. Of course, the uh, trading place is music playing in my head the whole time. So then I got two hours to kill. I'm talking to the guy and I'm like, listen, can I at least uh, see like one of the classrooms I might be teaching? And I think it'll be helpful for me in my head when I'm thinking about this. And he totally understood. And I don't know whether you guys can understand, but that's like a big thing for me. Like, I always like to know, I want to see where people live. When I'm talking to them on the phone, I picture them in their houses. So it's difficult when I don't know where somebody is talking from. I, I like to know. So this is the same kind of thing. If I'm, you know, kind of practicing what I'm going to say to the the kids or something, or practicing my lecture, I like I need to know what where I'm sitting, what desk will I be leaning on, you know, where am I looking out the window? I I just need to know. And he goes, well, it's in the school of communication department. And you go this way, you go that way, and it's like a glass thing. And I'm like, what do you mean it's a glass thing? I'm like, I'm already getting nervous, right? I'm panicking, but it is a glass thing. So I went in to check it out. It's like being in a fishbowl, and I'm like, oh, God. Thank God I went. Now it's in my head. I mean, everybody's there's not one person that couldn't come and just stare at me teaching uh, for the moment. Now, I'm hoping it's not going to be in this one where you walk in, and it's a little off to the side. But, you know, I saw teachers in there teaching. I took a picture of that, too. You'll be able to see all of this. So the way he was saying it, it's like it's like a meeting room. The kids are like in a like in a conference room setting, but it's very relaxed and comfortable. And they have huge, giant screens to project stuff on. So that's perfect. And a lectern where he said, no, but the lectern with all the buttons so you can use your laptop. I'm like, my laptop? My laptop sucks. He's like, well, school has a laptop too. I might have to get a new laptop because I'm going to obviously have to, you know, come up with a lot of videos and stuff like that. I'm not even sure I'm going to get them. I mean, I, half the stuff I probably need is on DVD. I'm gonna have to work shit out, but I don't know, you know. So, th- when I walked in, I'm like, Ugh, "This is not what I was expecting, and it's not what you're gonna be expecting either." Because you know, when we're thinking of classrooms, we're thinking of high school and college, which is a, a classroom with desks and a couple of windows, and this isn't like that, and more like you know, like you'd see in uh, <laughs> in the movies where, which of course is a regular classroom where they're filming. Like, I'm, for some reason, I thought my head of thinking Larry Crown. I don't know why. I guess because the teachers were about my age, and it was an adult school thing. And I'm thinking of uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I'm thinking of yeah, um, uh, what was the other one? Uh, I don't know. So I'm like, well, that's going to be you know, it's just going to be a standard desk, but it's not like that. And when I came back, so so I went in to go see it, but I was very nervous. I was nervous being on campus. I'm like, oh my god, everybody knows I'm old. This is bad. They're gonna the cops are gonna come. But there's a whole bunch of other professors walking around. So I'm like, wait, I gotta relax. But I, I, I was putting on glasses because it was so bright. It was such a beautiful day yesterday that I was like, maybe I should take the glasses off too because then it's like putting on a hoodie. I look suspicious and I don't want to look suspicious. But it was so beautiful there. So I went into this, uh, so I saw the class and then I left. And then I went to this coffee shop that is directly across, I think it's called Cafe DM, which is perfect because that's almost like a line from Clueless. Hello. And I got this delicious vanilla latte. And I sat outside for like an hour waiting for my nephew to come. Like, hey, meet me outside. I mean, I walked around the campus for a while. It was so beautiful and so nice. And then I just kind of waited, you know, sat on the phone for a little bit, made sure everybody made their football picks in my pool. And then Billy came. And then I said, hey, come with me into the School of Communications and look at the classroom. And he's like, okay, because you know, his classes were finished for the day, so he had nothing but time. So we go in, and I show him, and now the class is in session, so we're kind of watching, which is why it's going to be awkward. You know, the teacher's like looking, who are these kids looking, uh, you know, like, they're like what's going on? So that's why it's a little distracting. But when we saw the professor, or, or maybe it was two professors, maybe it was one, I don't know. He's just sitting in front of the thing, and they're all going to But it's it's so, how do you describe it? so... Conversationalist, like you know, it's a really good atmosphere to just kind of hang out with your students and talk. So I really think it's going to work. I like to stand, so I don't know, but I, it just it looked very comfortable, and it's going to be really interesting. So we leave that place, and uh, we're walking out. I'm talking to, I'm looking on the wall, and there's a billboard, and on the billboard I see. I'm like, oh my god. It's my class. Remember they said they were going to put it up all over the school? Well, they did. There's a picture of my class to take this class with my picture that's Photoshopped of me in the Class of Clues. It says, taught by Dave Juskow. Here's the class. Here's when it goes. The spring semester. Make sure you sign up. I couldn't even believe it. I got a picture with Billy standing next to the pa- piece of paper. First person I sent it to for some reason was Sarah Silverman. I'm like, look at this. <laughs> Because he already sent it to the family, you know, to Beth and Liza and Dory, and this is the funniest fucking thing. So on it, it's just a description of the class and a description of me. It's fucking Liza. So it says, Dave Juskow is the host of the popular podcast Juskow in the City in Billy Joel A to Z. So Liza, so he's got, I think, a family grouped out. So he sent the picture to my sister, Liza, Dory, I, maybe his father, I don't even know. And Liza writes back, Probably doesn't know I'm going to see it. And Liza writes back and she, and she goes, in quotes, popular. And then, you know, dying laughing. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Liza. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. And I'm like, how, how dare she? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. What a bitch. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But boy, was that exciting. Then it was at another place. I mean, I must have walked past it twice before I bought him in. I can't believe I got to see it. Then it was on another one of the classes with the glass, you know, like kind of the fishbowl thing. It was on right there. I don't know how I missed it when I first walked in. It was very exciting. And no cocks were drawn on my mouth or mustaches or anything. So good for me. I got lucky. (laughs) Again, I guess it's not the 80s. And it was really exciting. I don't know whether kids are looking at it or not, but like he said, he was going to post it and he did. So then it all became really real, even though I filled out, you know, deployment an agreement and all that kind of stuff. Then you, know, you see the actual picture, it was very exciting. And, and then I took him out to our favorite diner there, where that girl was our waitress again who designs all this stuff. This, you know, this food, this amazing milkshake. So I got pictures. We went to the diner. Billy got Oreo pancakes. Um, I think I got, just got a grilled cheese. But they have a Halloween menu. I mean, this this girl who either owns it or is the manager, she is really creative with all this stuff, and they have a Halloween special menu with all those fun names that uh, I saw Raj do on uh, Big Bank. There. He's like, Black velvet pancakes, red velvet pancakes with a spooky twist, serial killer French toast, French toast layered with Bavarian cream and apple jacks, serial killer get it with the C, vampire slayer burger, a pepperjack burger topped with garlic and fried garlic, bloody fingers buffalo chicken tenders, brilliant, Frankenstein lemonade which Billy had, so I got pictures, house made lemonade turned ghoulishly green. Witch's Brew, white hot chocolate topped with Halloween goodies, and Vampire Bite, a Shirley Temple with a Halloween twist. Well, if that's not a fun place to eat, well, then I don't know fun. And really, I don't know fun, but what I'm saying is. So at the end of the meal, we got the cinnamon bun milkshake, and we shared that. I got a picture of that. I mean, this girl, she makes creations. She's not very bright, and she's not a lot of laughs, but she makes these creations. What is it called? The Maple Valley Diner. It's really small. It's a little dirty. The food's not very good. But you got to appreciate the fact that she's really into her job. And that's why I like it. So last time he had the Oreo milkshake. This time we tried the cinnamon bun milkshake. And it just had two cinnamon buns on top. And we're like, you know, we're drinking with the straws. Well, the shake part's not that good. But then it got good once we got into like the caramel in it and everything. It It was really good. And it was fun. And it was fun to be together. We had a really good time. And then I dropped them off. Well, the first I had to drop them all, I was like, is there anything else you need me to do? Because it would be helpful if you could take me to the on-campus post office. Which is like a mile away. I had to drive them. Because uh, our cousin Sharon sent them a, a care package. Because uh, he's named after her husband. So, she, you know, we always have one cousin. So, like, Dory is named after my mom's dad. And that's the... Horrible Uncle C from Kentucky that we hate. So he used to at least send Dory birthday cards because she's named after his father. So they used to send Dory a bunch of stuff, and this Sharon sends Billy a bunch of stuff because she's named that. He's named after her husband, who we loved. But uh, and the really funny part is Billy says, "Well, unfortunately, nobody sends lies anything," and we're like, "Oh, that is hilarious." But she's okay with that. And nobody wants any of the stuff. Like, nobody, Dory didn't want anything from Uncle C. And Billy doesn't want anything from Sharon. So she sends him a care package. You, you, you got to go a mile to get this fucking package. It's so ridiculous. But I told my sister, like, well, that, well I'm not going to send him anything. I'll just drop stuff off from that. I didn't realize. I'm like, yeah, it's really messed up. There's no way you could walk there. it's real, And then carry the package home. It's ridiculous. So she sent him a package. And it's all full of, like, nuts. And he's totally allergic to nuts. So Beth is like, thanks for trying to kill my kid. I know you're upset that your husband's dead, but you don't have to. So then she sent him another one, which turned out to be a pain in the ass because he got to go get it. And that was full with stuff that had no nuts, hopefully. He's one of those kids that's allergic to fucking nuts. <laughs> nuts. <laughs> kids. Am I right? So then I dropped them off, and I went to my friend Evan's house who lives right in Montclair, and I hung out with him for a little bit. We sat on his porch because it's beautiful. it was a beautiful day. And we had a nice talk because remember we're going to this or maybe I didn't tell you I'm taking off on Saturday, November 12th at Yankee Stadium. My old college is playing another college. It's called the Jug Bowl or something like that. And they're, they're having a big Division three matchup <laughs> that I think they're televising on ESPN. It's at Yankee Stadium. So it's Ithaca College against Cortland. And he bought the tickets, I think maybe I told you, a year in advance. And so I was like, I wasn't going to go. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you bought it a year ago. So I'm like, all right, let me go. And we're going and we're trying to figure out like tailgating and stuff. And then I heard from some other friends who I love. And like, yeah, we're coming in for that game. And I'm like, no kidding. And then they just told me they're not allowing tailgating Yankee Stadium. Because at the Meadowlands. It was no problem. But here they're not letting. Us. So we're, going to, we're all going to a bar beforehand. I'm like, great. I'm all in. That's even better. I don't have to hang out in the cold until I get to the game, which I'm very nervous about, but maybe it won't be that cold on November 12th, but that is the plan. And now I'm kind of excited about it because there's like, you know, everybody's going to be there. It's exciting. Dave's um, painted his face. Oh, yeah, yeah that's cool. Well, you got to support your team, huh? Okay, ready to go? Yeah. Let's get it on! All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, tonight uh, I'm going to the Devils game. They're playing the Stanley Cup um, Avalanche, as I told you, with my friend Chris. Very much looking forward to that and, of course, not looking forward to it as well. Because, you know, what? my favorite thing to do is record this podcast and then watch TV for the rest of the day. That's a great day. <laughs> but, no, I, uh, I, I got to get myself out, right? It's like you got to do these things even if you don't want to do them. I mean, I do, you know I'm going to have a good time when I'm there. It's just like the traveling to get there. It's in Newark. But it's better than going to Madison Square Garden the way it is now. What a disaster that thing is. Plus, on the bonus show today, my friend Fareed sent me a video of me dancing at his wedding. I think to Indian music, but I'm not dressed in the proper Indian attire as I was at my friend Vishnu's wedding. This was a Muslim wedding. The other one was Hindu. But he sent me pictures of me dancing with this girl. And it's hilarious. There's, uh, he just sent it to me. I guess they were him and his wife were watching it on TV. Their wedding, and they're like they were laughing so hard. You will laugh hard too. Oh, and I know you were asking about the uh, the picture with that woman talking about the heart attack. No, I, I told you I didn't have that video yet. I'm trying to get it. But the woman who has the video is trying to send... Like, it was, I got lucky. I didn't have to ask her. She's trying to send it to everybody, but it's so large. She, like, needs your YouTube account, and I gave her everything. So hopefully, she's on vacation this week. Hopefully, by next week, I'll, I'll have it. Because we don't want to forget that, because that really might be the funniest thing of all time. But for now, hopefully, this Indian dancing special should uh, tide you over. For now. Oh, have you heard any good news today, today? I want to hear what you have to say. And just very quickly, because uh, it's time to go, I just want to tell you a, tell a couple thing. things. You know, it's funny. The Holocaust Museum in California is saying, we want Kanye West to come here. You got to like these Jews with the Holocaust. I'm telling you, it is a fascinating story. These people that were in the Holocaust, we know the people aren't, weren't in the Holocaust that are talking about this. They're, most of them are dead. But the ones that were alive, they're so fat. their stories are so fascinating because... None of them want revenge. It's very interesting. So the people at the Holocaust Museum are like, no, we don't want to take away. We want him to come here. He's still welcome. We want him to learn. You got to like that. You got to respect it. Plus, we don't even know if Kanye is that anti-Semitic. I mean, he's just weird and crazy. So who the fuck knows what's going on there? But I like that. And speaking of racism, there's a guy in the paper calling out Trevor Noah today who said that the new British Prime Minister who's Indian, he's saying there's all this racial hatred, all this racial hatred, and this guy goes, "Well, we looked it all up and there's there hasn't been a word about him being Indian, so we don't know what Trevor Noah is saying we've looked on all the media, and no one has said anything because quite frankly in england they've almost there's women prime ministers there's indian they they don't seem to give a shit there, but he's now making stuff up maybe for his show. That's what they're saying. I mean, I never liked Trevor Noah anyway, but I thought that was kind of interesting. He's saying all the racial slurs and then they're like, where, where are they point produce them? We haven't seen anything yet. We think people like this guy. What's your story? Jerk. <laughs> maybe they, they didn't put out the racial stuff cause they, um, They're saving it up for Prince Harry's book, which ought to be really juicy. Oh, that Meghan Markle is the worst. Last week I was going to tell you about, you know, Whoopi Goldberg just being like, shut up to Meghan Markle. Like, again, Howard Stern was playing it too. her clips where she's complaining of being the hot girl on Deal or No Deal. Everybody's like, you are really a horrible person. And I already said this on the Tuesday show two days ago. And a lot of you women were saying like, oh, that's Dave being Dave. I'm like, no, no, no. That's somebody who's not get." you signed up to be a model. Exactly what were you expecting is going to happen? Yeah, it's a stupid job. And yes, it is uh, bad for women, I guess. But that's the way the show was. And you signed up for it and you were getting paid. And a lot of people can't get that job because they don't look like you. She apparently is a really horrible person. And finally they just built these new shoes. They're really expensive right now. They're like they're 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 shoes but you strap like kind of skates, they're for walking. They're power walkers and there's new tech and it stops and so it's not like roller skates like it's really good and you can walk like 7 miles per hour. Now the funny thing is I would like to obviously get these. I mean this would be a really terrific way to get around. But I keep saying to myself it's like the same thing. I'm like do I want to get that scooter but I'm like well then it'll take away from the walking. Now, this wouldn't take away from the walking because you're still walking. You're just walking at a faster pace. So it's not horrible. Of course, right now they're $1,500, so I'm not going to get them. But I just like the fact that somebody's thinking outside the box for this kind of stuff. And I feel like it could be the way of the future. But, yeah, I mean, I want to get the scooter sometimes just to go to work. Obviously, I don't want to walk to work. But then, you, you know, you, you got to keep walking. Again, I'd be 300 pounds if not for at least a little bit of walking that I do. And it is so funny to be this heavy at this point and certainly not taking care of myself. I'm not trying to diet or anything. But I do really do a lot of walking. Like, you know, I've walked all the way to Hell's Kitchen. What is that? Maybe that's a uh, two mile. Maybe it's a mile and a half. Then I walk back. So I walked three miles in just like the evening, you know, before dinner. And of course, I walked three miles or four miles the day before that without even planning on exercising you know what i mean so one would feel that it has to be a little bit helpful and i'd be a lot fatter so good for me i say (laughs) folks anyway our next show is on election day which i thought was november 2nd i always thought it was the first tuesday in november i guess it's the second tuesday in november the first sunday in november is always the marathon so i guess the second tuesday so next tuesday election day So I guess I got to pull that voting. I don't know who I'm voting for. You know, they got a governor race here with that uh, interim Kathy Hochul and this uh, Lee Zellin or whatever. Uh, Nobody's a good choice. I don't know uh, what I'm going to do. And I would say I don't care, but I guess I should care. I can't decide who's worse. So I guess we'll all find that out next week on another episode of Just Cow in the City. So I will tell you... No, I can tell you that day to go vote, because it is important to vote. But other than that, make sure you watch our show tonight with the beautiful Amy Yazbek. And that won't be cancelled. I'm sure Mike will be in town. And on Billy Joel A to Z, what do we have last week was our tease wrap-up. Oh, exciting. Uh, I believe this week is the River of Dreams, if I'm not mistaken. His last number top ten night. hit I think it went to number three. I don't think it went to number one. So his last final hit, The River of Dreams, Billy Joel, A to Z. I'll see everybody next week. Have a wonderful November, everybody. See you next time. Something I know But the river is wide And it's too hard to crawl Even though I know the river is wide I walk down every evening and stand on the shore I try to cross I can finally find what I've been looking for In the middle of the night I go walking in my sleep